Uh, what up? This is Stoochcast47, uh, protector of the ends, and uh, I have a very special guest with me today. I have the great Zach Mason. Zach, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, um, you know, how's it been? How's your Sunday been? You know, hot uh, day, hot day in the Berg, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, very hot. Um, very, very hot. Uh, enjoyed uh, watching uh, the two soccer games that were held today. It was, was a, a, a lot of fun. That was a good time, man. Dude, I watched it, too, right after I got home from the gym. I just got home, and it was, um, what was it? It was Russia versus Spain. That was the first one. And, uh, you know, it's... You thought Spain would have won. You thought they had it in the back because they know how to pass. They had, they had ball possession, I think, for, what, 80% of the game. And then at one point, one announcer was like, Spain has completed 600 more passes than yeah. Russia, but Russia is still chipping away. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a crazy game. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I watched, I watched the whole thing. Um, yeah, I've been watching almost every game that I, that I can. Um, but... Um, yeah, no, that, that game was, it's always, it's always great to have the home team at least win, win something. Yeah. So. It, it got so loud too when they got into overtime and, uh, they, well, it was like penalty kicks and then like that last penalty kick, whenever, uh, the Russian goalkeeper just got his foot in there. Yeah. Like, that, what a great save. It's like, that was crazy. A, like, last second, last millisecond reflex, just kick that ball. Cause if he didn't move that foot, that ball, that ball would have been in there. Yeah. Gotten in. Yeah. Yeah, was, that's one of the. And I think it was like Russia was ranked number seventy, I think, in the world, and Spain was definitely a top five team. But yeah, it's the biggest upset in um, in I the elimination. Top yeah, top three World Cup upset. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's it was crazy, but yeah, World Cup. What a what a great way Dude, to so spend time in summer. Germany, they got. I think just got out. They just didn't come with. They had no energy. Yeah, no. I they, mean, they, they, yeah. they weren't scoring goals. That was that's normally their bread and butter. Yeah. And they just couldn't do it. Yeah, no. Their 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 offense was really really lacking. And and same with. I mean, even their defense. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of questions as to the team that um, that um, the the manager picked. He he left out a few pretty potent offensive players like Leroy Sané. <laughs> Of um, Manchester City. Team. I don't think they left out. Go- they let out Goza. He was the guy that scored the goal that won it for Germany four years ago. I guess he was left off the team. I think. I guess there was some questionable decisions whenever they picked the squad. Yeah. they lost a lot of players too. They didn't have Blom or Schweinsteiger on there, so right. that hurt their midfield and their you know their deep their ability to possess and you know set up plays and stuff. Yeah, like that. well, and also the Manuel Neuer, who is the wonderful goalkeeper. Uh, Bayern Munich. Um, he was injured the essentially the entire year, and then he finally, you know, got healthy around the World Cup. And, but they they decided to play him, not the you know. Um, uh, like, yeah, I think Germany had a bunch uh, of good goalkeepers. Too. Yeah, like, they always yeah. seem to have someone up and coming, like in terms of goalkeeping. Yeah, they they, they have. They born in form. That's what they say in soccer. If you soccer <laughs> football, they you got to be in form. But I think Messi and Ronaldo, both of them, they're out with their respective teams. They both went out on the same day. Like neither of them. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot. I I th- I think a lot of the criticism towards I mean both of these players for not having won a World Cup is totally unfair because you could be the best player in the world and you have a really really horrible team just and and that's not that's not. And I uh, think uh, with those guys, it's they play for Real Madrid, Barcelona, and those two teams are like. They're, I would love to go yeah. see again. I'd love to go see like an El Clasico. I would get so hyped up just yeah. to go in Spain and like see one. Like this is, yeah, this is like the Super Bowl 
for like the rest of the world. This is like yeah. their Super Bowl pretty much. And the player the caliber of players those guys play with on Madrid and Barcelona, it's they get the best players on the world. They get people from South America, people from Europe on those teams. I mean, when they play with right. their respective teams, Argentina and uh you know, Portugal, they don't seem, there doesn't seem to be any other good players besides Messi, Ronaldo from those countries at this time, you know? Like, yeah. Arge- I know Argentina is a legendary. Yeah, like, they- they're a great soccer nation, but it seems like other than Messi, they don't really have, I guess, Sergio Aguero? Yeah, way. they have, I mean, both teams have good players, but again, there are other teams, like the teams themselves are so much better, like like France or, you know, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams are just better. Um, Mexico's and, good. Yeah, Mexico's doing really great. They're gonna. They're it playing could be Brazil, Brazil tomorrow. It could be Brazil. I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brazil has some missing players, but they, Brazil doesn't seem to look like they're in form. I don't know. I haven't. Mm, yeah. They, they, yeah. They don't they, score goals. I don't. I haven't really seen like crazy goal scoring. Like that's what I feel like Brazil and German countries like that. They're known for that. Like they'll put four in the net on you and just overpower you with offense. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll just make you. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm. I'm looking forward to England, though. That. That. I am a big fan. They play tomorrow too. They play on Tuesday, um, against um, uh, Colombia. So that that'll be an interesting uh, matchup. I. I. It depends. Uh. uh, I mean, I think England does have the upper hand. They got uh, that Harry Kane. He's been scoring goals. Yeah, like Harry Kane. They got the guy that they got the guy that can score the goals, and every World Cup it seems to be like whatever player somebody rises up and mm-hmm. they become like that superstar in the World Cup where they score a ton of goals. I guess last time what was it, James Rodriguez or something like that. Right of of Colombia. Yeah. Right, and so um, yeah, and Harry Kane has five goals. He's he's in the lead, and he's only played two games. He didn't he didn't he play the, the last game. Uh, they just well, both guys. England and Belgium because they already went through. They just yeah, Belgium's good too. Yeah, I like. But we'll, Belgium. We'll, we'll we'll find out, I guess, after this week. You know, you have the final eight teams, and you know it'll be down. Right. And it'll you know it'll go from there, man. Those are the top top eight in the world, and whatever happens, happens. Who's your pick to? Who do you think will win it all? Oh, I I like I like France a lot. Uh, France, likes- I I yeah, I, France at this point in time is definitely my favorite. Um, I also like Croatia. Croatia's been doing really well, though. They had a um, big win today. They held yeah, off that was Yeah, but, the th- yeah, but you know, De- Denmark's not a super strong team. But I, I think that, that all that matters at this point is, is getting through. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, France, Croatia. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the – I'm not a fan of Brazil. I mean, I think Brazil at their peak could be the best team, but they're obviously not. Yeah, they haven't been at their top, you know, ability in a while. I, I don't know the last time Brazil's won a World Cup. When was the last time Brazil won a World Cup? 2002. Uh, 2002. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a long time. They've won five of them, too. I think, what did Pele win? Three? I believe he won three yeah, of them. He, he, so, won, he won when he was 17. Yeah. It's insane. Like 58. I think they won in 58, 60, 70. I think that's yeah, when they won. Yeah, yeah. And then I think, I don't know, they won in, like, the 90s somewhere. I don't know. It's, but Brazil's, yeah, like, yeah. that's their bread and butter soccer. But I feel like with them, I think... Kind of a bit off at this point because I remember when Germany beat them seven to nothing at their own stage. I think yeah. something just kind of like fuck with your psyche a little bit. You know, kind of like we're supposed to be the number one team in <laughs> soccer around the world. Germany kind of wins it, comes in, punches you in the face, and they go on to win the World Cup. But now Germany's looking pretty bad too because they didn't even make the round of sixteen. So they yeah they've never the teams you not advanced yeah ever in their history. The teams it's you think crazy. are great aren't really that 
like great, but France does look like they could they could do Belgium though. Belgium, Belgium yeah. stacked too. They score goals like crazy. Bel- Belgium is stacked as well, and they have a good defense. I yeah, I I think France by far has the most depth. Um, but yeah, I, I I really do like France. I think they have a really dynamic offensive attack, and they they have a lot of depth defensively. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good time. But um, I know we were talking about earlier, you know, philosophy. What's, yeah. Where's it take? Where's it taking us? Yeah, I th- well, I need to read a bit more into it, but it's definitely a right. I think I think that. people when they think of philosophy, they think of you know Kant and Hume and these 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 you know uh, people that lived hundreds of years ago that write and you know re- a really dense fashion with really you know like he, uh, Hume and his really old English and you know the capitalization of random letters and and shit like that. But um, I yeah I think that people people feel really uh, that it's something that um, is just too far away from what they can you know it's out of their grasp of understanding but it's uh, there's a lot of really fun philosophy especially contemporary philosophy um you know like philosophy about you know cloning and and drones it doesn't necessarily have to be about epistemology or metaphysics i mean a lot of these fall within the realm of that but you don't you don't need a you know you don't need it know a lot to have a lot of fun reading and and stuff like that it's just a great thing with the internet or any kind of library you just go you just get a book you just start reading it and that's kind of with, with anything really right you yeah start somewhere i feel like a lot of people feel like oh i can't do this or i can't do that it's just it's about like the hours you put in that and and youtube you know, has YouTube's really great yeah, video. You, you can watch YouTube. a five-minute video on, on philosophy. Some will sum philosophy. Up all, sum up all the shit for you. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and that's it. I mean, it's don't just rely on that, but it's a, it's a great way to, uh, you know, begin to uh, get into philosophy. It's like that dude like this. He has YouTube videos. What's it, like the Crash Course History or whatever? It's like five to ten minutes. It'll mm-hmm. talk about something like the rise, fall, decline of the... <laughs> Rise, decline, and fall of the Roman Empire, or something like that. It'll cover it all in ten minutes. Yeah, it's yeah, just crazy yeah, shit like that. But, interesting, um, but yeah, philosophy I think is great. I think philosophy is even more helpful um, uh, in conjunction with another expertise in an area, such as. Um, uh, such as getting any sort of degree. You could essentially get any de- a degree in anything, whether it's in the natural sciences or the humanities. And if you pair that up with the philosophy degree, just I, I, I believe that your understanding of... Just any, it, just, it just broadens yeah, your understanding all, of something. Together, I, I feel like it's definitely something where it teaches you to think. I mean, you read any kind of philosophy book or, or philosopher's work, you know, you're looking into their mind, how they think about things, taking stuff with a grain of salt, but you're trying to, you know I mean? You're trying to learn from reading about different people. The more you read about it, it's just more like you can gain from it, and then it helps form your own experiences and how you view the world. Like, Nietzsche's a good one to talk about, because that dude, he was kind of wild. He was kind of wild. I, I read a little bit into Nietzsche for a while, and I think um, he, was, he was all right for a time, but I think like, the event that threw him over was... Uh, what he saw a horse get flogged to death, and that kind of that wasn't that the, wasn't I, that the event. I wouldn't surprise me. I'm I'm 
I yeah I'm I have some uh, you know general thoughts on him, but I'm 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 not completely well versed. But I I certainly anecdotally have heard about um, you know some of his antics or <laughs> alleged some of, like, alleged pics of him. There's alleged um, what's the here we go Nietzsche. Uh, You ever see like one of these? <laughs> this is him after he lost it with like. <laughs> he looks wow. like sort of cross-eyed. I like that mustache though with the beard. Was he? Um, do you know if he was into some sort of substances? I mean, probably tobacco. But he he <laughs> looks like just you know That's he's thirty years into a heroin addiction. God. Just reading about this over huge. I I think the the aesthetic of the male in the late eight, uh, 19th century is totally overlooked. I think that we should bring back these, you know, clean-shaven but the most the thickest mustaches. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think that um I think there are people who have um like stupid, not I don't want to say stupid, but you know, hipsters that that do that shit <laughs> are are they're they're taking away from what was a great f- time for f- you know facial hair. It was a, a a great time to have a mustache, like yeah, a young late, Teddy late Roosevelt. 18, yeah, in the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt was. I do like to go on safaris. I think I read a book. I think I read a book about Teddy Roosevelt. I forget what the name was, but it was just, it was just talking about his whole life. I, you had to read it for school, I think, back in the day. It was like when they wanted you to read free books over summer, and you know, you either didn't read them or, or if you were, if you were lame, you read them all. But I've read like one or two. Tried to read one or two. Yeah, Teddy. Teddy's Teddy's great. I I, <coughs> um, I I'm a big fan. I think he revolutionized the presidency. He revolutionized. Yeah, like the pulpit. They said, like, the, yeah, the bully, bully, pulpit. bully pulpit. Right, was that was his thing. There. But I think, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it's led to, I think he's definitely made the president, I think, more of, like, a kind of iconic, like, figurehead superstar, superstar. Because I think since a guy like Teddy Roosevelt, you know, like, the presidents. You know what I'm saying? Like, each president has had a legacy yeah. to get up there, right. the spotlights on them. I mean, I think, who was after Teddy Roosevelt? Wilson? Was yeah, Wilson? it was... It was... And then it was Hoover. And then oh, it was Wilson. Uh, it was uh, Roosevelt, Taft, uh, Wilson. Uh, I think it was Hoover then. I'm gonna look up the list. Yeah. The list. But yeah, Teddy Teddy Roosevelt was um, a very interesting guy. Um, uh, he was a man of the people, definitely. You know, he was a compl- He he had uh, severe what seemed as like some at- attention deficit disorder there was a uh, one historian has said that if teddy roosevelt was born today oh yeah if teddy roosevelt was born today he would just be given ritalin and he would just go into you know sales or something very boring but i think that having such um you know the person that who he was helped um with his relationship with the people um, yeah, he, he wrote um, a history of uh, naval warfare, uh, American naval warfare, I believe, um, while he was in um, college at, uh, I think, Harvard. But 
Very, very interesting guy. Um, I mean, in terms of his politics, not to get too much into it, but in terms of his the way that he operated politically, um, he, uh, in terms of policy, it, it, previously presidents were confined to the view that you were only allowed to do what the Constitution explicitly, essentially de delineated. Like you could do what it said. But Teddy Roosevelt changed that and he said that he could do anything that it, uh, that's not prohibited. So he, he kind of just flipped that around and it, and it allowed him to do a lot more things. Just an interesting way it's to... It's for better or for worse, you know, right. depending on the type of person that does it, I think... Yeah, I, I get what you mean with what you were saying. It's like the Constitution says, all right, you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. But then you look for, like, the loophole or whatever. It's like, well, what about this, however, you know. But I, isn't it in the Constitution it says all powers that aren't delegated to uh, the Congress or whatever, you got to send directly down to the states? Like, mm. That's what I think, I believe, 10th Amendment, U.S. Constitution. It's just whatever is not explicitly stated. But after that 10th Amendment... There's 17 other amendments, so, you know, it's whatever you want, man. You gotta, leg gotta legally uh, vote and, uh, you know, get your reps to help you out. But I'm just reading about this, Teddy Roosevelt says, he promoted uh, the Square Deal. Square Deal domestic policies, promising the average citizen fairness, breaking of trusts, regulation of railroads, and pure food and drugs. That sounds like a you know that sounds like a pretty good deal you know right I'd yeah take something like that. yeah I mean he was definitely yeah I, I mean and his his resume speaks for for himself it's uh, unfortunate that he uh, didn't run for what would have been a third it was he ran independently right that, but he took he took he work. took a little bit of time in between because he took over after. Um, uh, uh, McKinley um, died, so he he was the youngest president too. You, I think. Uh, well, yeah, but um, yeah, he he um, yeah, he he, sh he was big a game fan, changer, man. big fan, big game changer. And same with, I mean, same with FDR. FDR very much looked uh, up to Teddy and his accomplishments. They, Teddy was assistant secretary of the Navy or of War, and um, uh, FDR actually subsequently held that post when he was young and trying to get into the political game as well. So, I mean, definitely um, the Roosevelts are. They're definitely interesting. They're definitely like titans of early uh, 20th century. Yeah. Just politics and policy and still impact everything today. Roosevelt, FDR, he won four times the election. What, 32, 36, 40, and 44? Yeah, and then he, he died. Then he died, like, right before the war ended. And then, um... Yeah, and then Truman... Truman dropped the bomb after that. Bombs. Dropped the bombs, <laughs> yes. Well, he dropped the first one. He dropped the first one. Yeah. Well, just kind of go. He was... Yeah, it was, like, April years. 3rd and April... Well, yeah. It was, but, like, in August, I thought he did it. Mm -hmm. it was bad. Oh, yeah. Something yeah, like two, that. two bombs. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's a... Was it totally, like, was it justified? I think, I remember there was, like, a four-point plan, like, how they wanted to do it. It's, like, they either did it on an island to show them that we could, we had this bomb, or it's, like, or you drop it on the city without, like, warning. Or, I don't know, you say you want an unconditional surrender, or else we're just going to drop this insane device on you guys. And I guess, I don't know. I would have tried dropping it on, like, some 
Baron Island or like showing the Emperor like, hey, we, we have this. But then they were saying at the time, well, we only had two of them. But it's like, if you had two of them, you could have made more. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I'm not sure as like the time that it takes to make them. I, I mean, I do think that it was a better route than invading full, full Japan. Full-scale invasion. Yeah, I think just in, in just a general consequentialist way of evaluating what happened, it I think it was at least more morally justifiable than a full scale invasion. Operation Downfall that was like the, that was the plan they had, and I believe it would have been the largest and uh, amphibious operation in history. So it would have been bigger than going over to Normandy and invading them over there. I think they wanted to get. Four million troops, or something, some crazy number, and Japan—they were fighting to the death in every island. Like they all fought, they fought to the death. Yeah, like, they, it was like there was no surrender. It was fight to the death, or mm-hmm. so that was like just the style in which they fought. Yeah, and then I guess just very much the U.S. They're like culture. we're tired of this war. This war's gone on for, you know, well America was involved for like four years, but overall six years, and Europe was a mess. And I think the Soviet Union was kind of taking a while and invading. You know, Korea, that area, they're kind of holding off a little bit for whatever reason. It's not, not being helpful. Yeah. No, no, man. It's crazy, crazy stuff, World War II. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of big what ifs. And yeah, I think, I think we still in, in, uh, have to deal with the question as to, at least people, people um, struggle with w- whether or not to um, go down the this sort of rabbit hole with using technological advances that have crazy capabilities like capabilities like like the atomic bomb people debate you know whether or not that should have you know it should should have ever happened right and I think the same thing's happening now particularly with um with artificial intelligence yeah AI is a big issue yeah and I think you know that that thing still persists to this day I think that there's a lot more of an existential risk with AI than than the bombs in terms of like getting like a a super intelligent like entity like like, yeah just being yeah like a being that's smarter than us and I think there's been clips of just robots Running, working out, sweating, like that's, just doing everything that yeah, that's can funny. Do. Yeah, well, I think yeah. in turn that's bringing in like the sex robot. Like that's like a whole mother fucking. That's an interesting thing that's issue. Upcoming. Right, I I am. I feel. I I'm actually okay with the sex robots. Um, I do think that they're like in with the more extreme ones, like the child sex robots. I think that there need to be. Um, there needs to be some more, laws here. Well, more more, more research as to like if, trying to find causality between like mi- like t- like uh, like having much less uh, pedophilia, at least um, having. Um, People act on their pedophilic urges, rather than. Um, but essentially, if it helps curb it or if it makes it worse. You know, Watching this video, it's on Vice, just about like this sex robot. I guess it's, I don't know, just what's going on here. So I guess this guy's coming into this creepy-looking dude's coming in to meet one of these robots. Yeah. It looks like it's just an adult, like just an adult Barbie doll. Yeah, there's an also They're an wild. article with the Atlantic about this 
Japanese guy um, who I think in Japan it's these things are they're legal and it's already a thing there oh really are they? I don't know oh, I, I thought you said like no no, no no yeah but well there are some yeah uh, but I think with with uh, there's an if anybody wants to check it out there's an article uh, written by the Atlantic about this kind of exploring these these issues um, I yeah I think people feel differently when they um, uh, when they think that these robots because they look like a human um, I mean, they, they still are robots, you know, yeah, it's still and, a robot. and I think that people make this mistake. And that's the mistake you see, you know, online when people what think it's AI? sad like, what, that... What if, what if it reaches that point where it's AI? It's like AI... Oh, well then, well then, then yeah, then, then I, it's a different story, I think, than I think, like, such as Westworld. I think that that is, though they're robots, that is murder and rape. Because it, it's, as a guest there, you essentially aren't able to distinguish whether or not they are robot. That's yeah. the that's what's great about that's what's so amazing about the park. And so if you can't distinguish whether or not they are robot, you are just killing and raping people. You know, and I, I think that's different. But if you know you're st if you're still in this uncanny valley of weird looking faces and stuff, um, I think that uh, it's it is different, you know. We we can, that is a robot, you know, and we can distinguish it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's pretty much just a robot. It's like it just took the blow up sex doll and they just kind of modernized it for 2018. This era of technology and smartphones, they got smart, you know, sex robots until they become too intelligent, and then they can kill us. But until that day comes, it's it's kind of like a just think of it, picture it as a blow up doll. Yeah, but Westworld. I, so that's what Westworld's about. It's this theme park. I haven't watched the show at all, but I hear it is very good. It's like the net. It's like the new, the new show everybody gotta watch. Like I've, what was there? There was Breaking Bad for a while. That was like Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. But since Game of Thrones has had a hiatus, now Westworld is like the new up and coming. So mm -hmm. what's, you know, what's Westworld? What's so, that all about? So that's really spoiling shit. Right. So Westworld is a theme park, which, um, features. Uh, these robots, they are, um, they exhibit general intelligence, able to interact with, in, uh, uh, it's a western style theme park, but guests, uh, the people that pay to go to the theme park can uh, do anything they want with the robots, just literally anything, so they can kill, rape, etc. So, um, yeah, that's that the show explores consciousness. It explores um, uh, like what people AI. do when you say you can do this. You know what I mean? Like they're getting yeah. range to do something. Like yeah, it's it's crazy to watch. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, it kind of deals with that, uh, and and with the the consciousness thing, um, it it does explore that in terms of. I think that it it, it makes the argument that it. Well, I don't know if it explicitly makes the argument, but there is an argument, and I think that uh, Westworld can attest to this, that um, whether or not we know what consciousness is, um, if a an entity is sufficiently convincing of consciousness, then it does have consciousness. Um, we're about to watch in, it. It's in two seasons. 
far? Yeah, um, the the two head people, uh, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. Lisa Joy is is brilliant. She went to uh, uh, Stanford undergrad and then Harvard Law School. and then her her husband went to uh, Jonathan Nolan uh, uh, went to uh, Georgetown for English or for literature. Um, well, that's the brother of Chris Nolan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so that you know, and and Christopher Nolan's known for his narratives that deal with they have uh, like multiple time. Um, it's it's not. Time's definitely like a big. Yeah. Game. They, they play with different. So when you watch the show, is it kind of like almost like a Christopher Nolan movie, but it's actually right. a TV show? But his brother Jonathan definitely is a big part of that Christopher Nolan, you know, look and feel of the movie. They're almost kind of like the Cullen brothers in a way, like the, mm-hmm. the Nolan brothers. Mm-hmm. They have. Should... I think these movies are, I think the Nolans are a little bit more cerebral. Um, just, it, yeah, it, it can get really weird and crazy, and I think that's what's very enticing about it is that there's it's so deep. There's there's so much to take into consideration. I mean, they they take like a year and a half to make that the show. They're I mean, obsessed they, with it. Yeah, that, this is all they do is work on whatever project they're working on for literally two to three years, yeah. day and night. You know. Right, and, and this like stuff. this, so Westworld season one premiered in uh, October of 26, or September of 2016. The season two of Westworld premiered April of 2018. So you so get, you get a, a sense. And, and so there will be no Westworld this next, next year. It'll, it'll be back in 2020 so probably. Like every other year they do it. It, well, yeah, it just takes so long, and it makes sense. They're they're making ten essentially movies. They're they're making it's an hour and, and fifteen an hour you know fifty minutes to an hour and yeah, thirty it says minutes. Fifty-seven to ninety-one minutes an episode. Yeah, which is almost meanwhile, it's, it's the length of yeah, a movie essentially. Meanwhile at, the, meanwhile, at the same time, it's last year that movie Dunkirk came out. You saw Dunkirk? Oh, uh, one cool. wonderful movie, dude! So, great story. I watched it. I know, I know Nolan isn't really about the blood or guts, like a Tarantino film or something like that, but it's just, you felt, like, intense watching that movie and just how, like, the tension would just build, especially when um, they had all those, had all those sailors or troops, whatever, they were all hiding in that boat. Yeah, oh, right. And then oh, the Germans right. were starting to shoot at them, like, one by one, and then they had to duck and hide, and then you didn't know, like, who was going to go next. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was, it was... Nail biting, just so. Ridiculous. It was like air, land, and sea. They looked at it from like three different perspectives and three different time time yeah, points as well. Points. Right, they all converged in one. Yeah, yeah. which is just you know, it's it's wonderful. Tom Hardy, as always, he's like he's kind of like he's the shit. He's like the he's Christopher Nolan's yeah. man. It seems to be yeah. for a lot of these movies. Well, and, and Interstellar too um, is just the, the. Have you seen Interstellar? Interstellar. I have seen that okay, movie. That yeah, movie's good. nuts. I have to see it again because when you watch it, you do get confused. But I just remember it being, you know, it's it's Matthew McConaughey. There's definitely there's time warps. Then he's seen like fourth dimensions and there's cornfields. Like it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> the corn. Yeah, and there's cornfields. There's corn. Crazy. Well, it's like it's, you know what I mean. It's like one yeah, of those Hollywood right. movies where you're out. It, it kind of like looks back at that old Hollywood where you're just out in the middle of America, like the heartland of the country, and then mm-hmm. all this weird. Just stuff just starts happening. Yeah, I kind of forget the premise of uh, of Interstellar. I guess it's just what were they, what are they trying to do again? It was just 
it's just something with time. I guess like humanity, right? There's like a fan. There's definitely like a problem. They had to take humanity. Somewhere yeah, soil else. was exactly. All it's soil like, was just not working, yeah. and um, and well, also I, it just the the possibility of the the ground just not just yeah dirt not being conducive to to life to to plants but yeah it's essentially about um you know this these group uh um you know matthew mcconaughey goes out and tries to save uh humanity by contacting finding a different world and yeah. he has um you know a ton of uh Mark Wahlberg's in that movie right like, I think he runs into... I, I think, don't... Maybe. I think he was. I think Mark Wahlberg did make, like, some... Ca- I swear to God, he did. I'm trying to think cast. Not Mark Wahlberg. I think it was Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt... It was Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon was, like... Matt Damon was an astronaut, I believe, in that. Which was, like... It threw me off a bit, because then Matt Damon was in another movie called The Martian. Yeah, so right. he did, like, a nut... So I guess he was still in his... They've... Yeah, a few different people astronaut. from this movie yeah. were in The Martian. Played, like, played, um... Uh, yeah. A certain character. I haven't seen that one either. I need to watch those again. But anything space related is always awesome. Like I've seen Gravity, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. That's a that's a great movie. What What do you think about um the the going to Mars? Like you, the humans? No, just us. Just us going to Mars. Yeah. Well, they're fi- they're finding stuff on there with whatever. Mm-hmm. Drone or whatever they're using, not not drone, but just what do they call it? Rover. Yeah, Mars rover. I mm-hmm. guess they're finding things over there, but I don't know. I just don't. I think in this lifetime, I I don't see it. I, I so you you wouldn't personally go? I mean, aside from whether or not you think it's a good idea or feasible, like would you ever want to go? Would I ever want? I mean, if if it if was reached like the point where it was safe, if it, if it were kind of like. Yeah, like flying a plane, something like but that. But you wouldn't be the first. You, you I wouldn't be. Wanna... I wouldn't want to be the first person mm-hmm. to do it. I think most people would want to be the first. Would you want to be the first? If I were Mars? really, if I had nothing to lose, then yeah, <laughs> that would be. Yeah. That would be interesting, but yeah, no, it, yeah, Mars inner. I don't. I feel like it's not gonna happen. Like human travel to there, I, I definitely don't think it's gonna happen in our lifetime. I don't think it will. I mean, maybe we could where it's like getting close by like the end of our lives but I just think I think humanity overall is too concerned about what's going on on earth like the stuff that's going on to earth the issues on there like too much money I, I don't know how much money they get to explore space it's in the billions where it should probably be I think uh, I think would probably be way more money, but it's just Trump actually increased the budget for NASA over the next few years I think they're gonna get uh, it was like hovering around 16 to 17 billion under Obama, but it's gonna jump up to around 21 billion in a in a few years, which is which is great, I think. Um, yeah, or um, I just saw it. Yeah, it's right on here. NASA's budget to soar over 20 billion in final fiscal year 2018. Space policy online. So yeah, it's great. I I, I think it's a great um, idea to really think about this. It's another way for I think America to reassert ourselves as the Front is the pioneer and, and frontier of technology, you know, the advancements of humanity and, and just technological advancements, essentially. I think, like, the total budget, though, is only like 20 billion a year. It's 20 billion a year. Yeah, I'm not sure what the, what the Chinese like or, you know. They're probably pitching in. 
the, the Russians. A little bit more, probably a little bit more than yeah. we are. It's, it's like they don't even have. I don't think we even have manned missions up there anymore. I think you got to go to. That, well, the ISS, the, the yeah, space station it's has... It's pretty much finished. Yeah, they, they just finished an interesting study with um, uh, the, a, uh, there were a set of identical twins, and one of them was an astronaut, and so they sent, they sent a, one of them up and had them stay in space so that they could study the effects of um, space on a human so that they have, you know, the control and the... I think definitely when you're floating around the whole time, I think it makes your muscles. Yeah, I think that there's. Yeah, there's like muscles, but then they also just looked at the effect on like their cells and interesting stuff like that. But but yeah, I mean, yeah, we have the opportunity to, you know, I think people like Elon Musk are doing a great job with this. They're trying to promote it. I think my concern with Elon is. I think he's, it's kind of, I don't know if you've seen his Twitter, like <laughs> recently he's been kind of like wacky, and it's kind of just, I know Tesla hasn't made money yet, and it's mm-hmm. like lost a few billion each year. That's definitely a concern for investors, I mean, I think most of Tesla's value is just built on the hype that Elon Musk is like a modern day, um, you know, Iron Man, pretty much. Like Yeah, Tony Stark. Tony Stark, yeah, he's kind of like a Tony Stark, like, like Tony Stark for today, so, you know, I I want it to succeed. I want you know Tesla to succeed. I want you know affordable electric cars. I just don't know like at what point that's gonna happen. I hate like the articles you read where it's like a Tesla car blew up or something went wrong with the battery. That happens with regular GM. Way regular cars happens all the time. You just get one negative argument like oh I guess electric cars are bad. No, it's just I like the idea. I like when I saw the supercharger stations all over the country that he's trying to promote. It's like this is a guy that's. He's definitely thinking big, and he wants us to like go in that direction. But it's just, you know, at some point, it's it's got to return some money. You know what I mean? You can't. People don't want to invest in something that doesn't right. You know, eventually, like return a profit at some point. And I guess he gets that, but it's you know, long term, you gotta figure something out. Yeah, that's that's definitely yeah. He he certainly needs to to do something about the. Um, just profits, but I I have to um, agree with um, that it's just really unfair and and just honestly in, just dishonest for some you know uh, media companies with a large platform to essentially just slander Tesla when they are significant like just some if not the safest cars and um you have a tesla right know anyone that owns a tesla um yeah i do i know people that own teslas yeah i'm sure they're huge in um, california yeah the, they're they're yeah they're they're, they're really like, big I've in california factories that they have that they're building for like the batteries and stuff like that they're massive they're huge yeah they're they're, just, they're really like, big a lot of money i think he bought solar city so they mm-hmm. solar city i think tesla in a way they want to become uh Maybe if not known for cars, but definitely for the batteries. That's their big thing. It's like that solar power, super, like a super battery. And I think one of their ideas is they wanted to put a battery in every home. It powers the yeah, home. They, yeah, they, they have that. Power. Yeah, it's cool. Just, I mean, it can be done. You just got to, I don't know, there's just got to be the, uh, the want. They have um, tiles, like roofing. 
that looks like regular roofing. You can get like terracotta or you know some some random or like craftsman solar, just like yeah, but they're solar panels. And I think you know that's doing a, something like that is idea. really they awesome. Do it. I think they passed a law in California that's forcing people to do it. So it's like if it doesn't look like you know like a typical solar panel, like an ugly solar, but if it's somewhere it's yeah, it makes a house, it makes a home or a house look just presentable. I think people will definitely hop on by and be like, yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. But if it kind of gets in the way a little bit, they're like, whoa, whoa, there. It's like, it's definitely like the look. It's definitely like the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so cool about like, about Teslas is that they're just really they're good looking cars. But it's like, I've just been concerned with Elon lately on Twitter. He's just been acting. Yeah, ever since he he got. I don't know if he's power, he, may be power, he may be power tripping a bit, but. At this point, when everyone loves you, you get all this positive press. I mean, he just—he's great at trolling. He—he just—he just trolls like everybody. Yo, I just read this that came in. It said LeBron signed a four-year deal with the Lakers. Wow. He signed with the Lakers, dog. Wow. Oh man, he ain't messing around. That's so four crazy. So four-year, four years, one hundred fifty-four million. So he's gonna make. So he's going to make about thirty-eight and a half million. A year. Well, he's cashing out. LeBron's going to be worth like a billion dollars by like the time he's 40. I don't know how much he's worth. I think he's worth like 400 or 500 now, but it's... Yeah, I think he's uh, one of the top... Um, he owns a share in Liverpool Football Club. He owns a share in like... Really? I didn't know yeah, that. I know, he, I know yeah, he's yeah. a big... Uh, he's he's in a big soccer fan. One of right? those um, pizza... Um, one of those pizza chain, like make your own, like the Chipotle Blaise, pizza. Big, yeah, Blaze, 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 Blaze. They Blaise, got tons Blaise. of franchises all over the place. LeBron gotta be up there. Where's he? Yeah, higher There you go. Eighty-six. Yeah, eighty-six point two million. See, this is what I. If I were like, I think Tom Brady is really smart in that. Well, he has a supermodel wife, so That's she. That's worth more than she, him, I believe. Yeah. So, but but he just takes a major pay cut. Like I, he well, I'm pretty sure that ten million a year. So yeah, but quarterbacks but, get like twenty. Yeah, 25. exactly. He so takes like twelve, ten to twelve. Right, and so like if I were LeBron, if my goal as LeBron at this point in my career is to win, I would just I would take such a small salary and just ensure like grant like given that it would be like necessary like to sign other players like or helpful or whatever. But I, 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 I think that um, I think him going to the Lakers is going to be very. Did the NBA free agency like open up? Like, isn't like the cap higher? Like, mm-hmm. you spend way more money. I've heard of like these guys I'd never even heard of before as free agents. They were signing these five-year, hundred fifty million dollar contract. I didn't even know who these guys were. Mm-hmm. And I looked at their stats, and they were average players. <laughs> yeah. Like they averaged like 15, 16 points again. Not bad, but like, you know, you're not LeBron. So I don't even know who you are. And basketball is all about. You know the player. Who do we know? Who you are? It's like if I don't know who you are in basketball, it's like you're not that. You can't be that good of a player. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 really strange. Um, but yeah, I think the raising of the seller cap um, was I think a good. Soccer deal. players make a ton of looking at it. soccer, basketball. Where's Mayweather? Is he just out of this? Because like he makes he fought, way too he fought much. Last, he fought last year. He probably would have been up there, but it's. Oh, okay. NFL players don't make. Uh, NFL players aren't even on the list, barely. Yeah, no, they, football, they don't. Because football, it's 16 games, one game a week. You know, it's definitely brutal on your body, but total playing time, I believe, is, like, for a whole game, it's, like, six to seven minutes of actual playing contact. The other, it's just time running out. 
timeouts, all kinds of stuff. But actual playing time, it's like 10% of what a 60, you know, the time 60 games is. So I guess that, I guess that's all taken into consideration. But, man, just with CTE and concussions, it's definitely a high risk to play. If I were definitely an NFL athlete, I would, you know, it's like they're big guys. But it's, well, like John Urschel, who was the – he's the – PhD candidate at MIT, who was on in on the on uh, offensive line for Baltimore. The, yeah, for Baltimore when they came out with the most recent study about CTE. They studied the his risk. brain. Did they look at him? No, they didn't look at him, but they they studied that um, like most, uh, if not like every single pl- brain scanned of a football player had yeah, damage. damage. Yeah. and then he he immediately retired. Yeah, I think right when he saw like what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I think well, I think the weird thing about it is is, you know, there's definitely old time players, guys like, you know, guys we've heard of, guys like a Terry Bradshaw or something like that, old Steelers and stuff, like they've retired, they played, Dan Marino, guys like that, they've played and, I don't know, they seem to be all right, but maybe they could be struggling with something. But it's just I see Terry Bradshaw acting like a goofy lunatic on Fox NFL Sunday every week and I'm like I, this Terry Bradshaw is pretty much the same Terry Bradshaw we've always known and like my parents have talked about just going back to the 70s like Terry Bradshaw's always been wild like <laughs> like he yeah. released three country albums that's how like, wait are you wack- serious yeah oh. he released country albums he was definitely like a personality for like the Steelers and it's it's weird because he, he kind of wants nothing to do with the Steelers I think it's when he first came here he was not a very good player everyone called him stupid but then slowly you know he yeah. led the team he called the plays he called the shots but I think overall I think he looks back on Pittsburgh it's like they didn't like me when I sucked and they didn't support but you know now all of a sudden with all the super yeah I don't know it's a definitely a bizarre relationship yeah I, yeah definitely yeah that's what other guys are there like that quarterbacks I don't know Kenny Stable Ken Stabler played for the Raiders these are all old like 70s quarterbacks then Dan Marino the 80s it's like Troy Aikman, I guess, in the 90s. Steve Young, Brett Favre. Brett Favre was another Joe one. Montana. Yeah. I bet a Joe. lot of those, most of those guys have some brain damage, but it's like, I don't know, it's, we'll reach a point where football is just, it's just banned. You can not play this game. I don't think that'll, yeah. I don't think that'll ever happen. I think know? that people should be able to make these decisions to play, and I think that... Knowing the risks. They're, yeah, they're... Yeah, right. And I think knowing if they know the risk, then please, like, let's. If I think that it would be, uh, yeah, I I think that they should certainly be able to do what they'd like. Um, but I mean, it is a, it is serious. It's a serious risk that you that you take playing. I mean, and almost inevitably, you're gonna have some sort of, you know, damage. But. Um, but yeah, uh, just a, I, I was watching soccer earlier today, and like right when the game started, it was with, it was between what was it? It was Denmark versus Croatia. They were like head doing headers at the beginning. I saw two people like their heads yeah. almost like collide. They got no pads at all. So it's it's like any sport this could happen. Mm-hmm. Hockey, people are always hitting each other. So even soccer, they got no pads on or anything. Yeah, when they go for the ball and they do the tackles. They're diving into you with cleats. You have no padding. You get cleated in like the calf or in their foot really good, it's gonna hurt. Or you're doing like a header, going for like the ball, and your heads collide. 
there's blood and shit. Like I've seen that happen in soccer games. Like people's heads just collide and they were going for a ball. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's it's it can get pretty hardcore. And, um, and there's yeah. certainly damage. I mean, there, there's a lot of evidence that soccer players have brain damage as well. Baseball. You throw this ball 96 miles an hour. You hit a player, or if the guy hits it, you know, misstep. Ball just hits you right in the head. Yeah. You know. A yeah, you but definitely. If you're a fielder at that point, but it's like I'm sure when you were training to become a fielder, you've been hit in the head or somewhere with a few balls. Like. Right. Yeah. So I think I think the overall risk is. Like, greater with football. Yeah. I mean, way. Play by play. Well, know? and also like rugby. You know, Rugby's like definitely intense. Rugby, boxing. But isn't that why people like sports like that? It's just because of like that danger factor. Involved, right, the risk and there is, there like could be some satisfaction. At least I have some satisfaction in watching, just you know, somebody, <laughs> somebody at pit just dis- like clobber like a Penn State football player. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, 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 I cringe when I see like players like not moving like, or like, hurt. yeah, like uh, well, like like the, the, like the wow. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I can't. That's that. But that was definitely that was definitely like when I saw him. He was going for a tackle. He didn't hit anybody. But it was definitely like a bizarre like. Something went off, and it's like mm-hmm. the way he dove, it did something to his spine or something. Right, snapped. and then like he just couldn't. But he could, he could walk, and like with Shazier, it's he was saying how he would like to play again. But it's, I see him like I saw him walk when he made this to his pick. I was like, buddy, I don't know. If, like it's like you were just. I'd be happy just to walk again, but to actually play football, I I wouldn't even. I wouldn't do that. that. Yeah, yeah, I know it's. I'd be happy I'm just walking. It's like walking like that. I don't see it becoming where you could do a full run and be this. Because, like, the minute something happened, like, you could twitch or whatever. Like, do, like, a – just, you know what I mean? Just, like, move from one end to the other, like, trying to react to a play. Like, just your whole body moves in your spot. And it's like you could just be screwed. Right. Because you don't know what it – you don't know what's happened to you. You know what I mean? Once it's, like, kind of screwed up, it's hard to – you can't really bring it back. Yeah, it's yeah. No, these sense, these but. are permanent – like horrible permanent um things you know it's 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 not i do not like that um what else was there i'm just reading this list uh, it was immigration i don't even know discuss that people were protesting and i like i guess trump was like they were interning babies or something mm-hmm. they kids yeah i think um not, uh, not really acceptable yeah, I just definitely, um, yeah, there's a, a lot to say about this current immigration thing. But I think in just, and if you think about it conceptually, the idea of immigration um, and the, the idea of open borders in particular, I don't, I don't, I really don't think that that's a good open idea. Open borders? I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of not only evidence to support this, but it's, it's pretty well, you know, the f- people in the philosophical community generally agree on this point. It's just... When you when you have um when you when you have an on when you have open borders and p- people just are come and made vast numbers to a country that and and serious discrepancies in how the culture works you know like people from a Middle Eastern country that practice you know. Sharia law, law. Yeah, like, like come here. here, you know their their definition of of law of how they law. right and so well just yeah and the and the way that they operate is is a lot differently than and to to become accustomed to the U.S. laws and the culture here it's it's um well isn't it like a similar like everyone comes in here 
to assimilate. Like, no matter who you are, you assimilate to the laws of the United States. You can have your religious rights, practice your customs, whatever, but it's like the law, you gotta realize the law of the land is the laws of the United States government, local, state, federal, and that constitution, that is the, that's the law. You know, straightforward. It's the right. Law. So, I guess it's... Yeah, and I think that right now there's a lot of vetting, which I think is great, you know, vet, vet the people that are coming in. It, it helps with cultural um, assimilation but um, I I think that it's it would be a grave mistake to just eliminate borders I mean they're certainly it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of there for a reason you know it's just it's just a country right. likes to be its own it's like we're in a county we're in Allegheny County you know I mean or it's or a township or a city it's like they there's just borders it's just these are the borders this is where we reside our tax rates are this much. You reside over there, tax rate. It's like it's just different for different people. You got like a choice to go to like wherever you want, but to make everything like this one way standardized, you know, system of how things should work. I don't know if that's necessarily because again, there's going to be people. If you make everything like the same, same tax rate, same policy, have people coming and going however they please. I think it would just be it would just be a chaotic situation, yeah. and no one would be held accountable for pretty much anything. You know? Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. I think it just goes back to, you know, I definitely feel bad. It's like there's refugees all over the world. I mean, it's awful, like what happens. And, and yeah, well, and and country. I mean, countries awful, have like, an obligation. Like the U.S. actually yeah. has an obligation to take in refugees. Basically, you know, I. It's I like only so much. Country. I mean, like if you looked at like all the people that would want to come to the United States and claim refugee status. Like, let's be honest, like, a billion people would want to come in here. Like, right, exactly, given exactly. Given the world, like, what's the poverty rate? One to two billion of the world's population lives on less than a buck 25 a day or something crazy like that. It's like, if, like no one country can accept all those people and then expect, like, the standard of living or anything like that to be, you know, it's, you got to train people, yeah. educate people. You got to, you know, speak the same language. I mean, there's so much I could go wrong. You know what I mean? It's like nobody's thinking about the consequences of anything. Well, of right. And, and there's, again, there a certain amount of that is fine. It, 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 it works. Yeah. Like, well, just gen- it works. You know, there are, there could be, there's benefits and there's, there's certainly things that are not so great. But I, th- you know, having just a, a, a crazy influx of the number of people is is really hard to deal with. It's like the process, yeah. Right. It's Especially, it's like you, you need to like people need to know who you are. Like I like I have a passport. If I got if I want to leave the United States, going to Canada, I got to present a passport. I was talking to some people over at a real estate course, you know, just saying like, oh, we're gonna travel the world, blah blah blah, whatever. It's like they said they need both a passport and a visa in order to get into China because certain countries they got certain rules and regulations like to get if you want to get into a place like China, which has you know, authoritarian communist government relations aren't necessarily the best right now between China and the United States. They're kind of, kind of two competing entities. Like China is like the up and comer. The United States is sort of like the old guard, but we still buy most of China's crap that they make. So that's, but there's going to be a point one day when China's the, you know, the dominant power and then like the United States is kind of like, well, definitely. But it's, I don't know, it's just the way things go. Definitely. I know, I try to make that sound like like fair is like, but you, you just you need a passport. You need a you need like a way of like for people to like identify who you are. But I think with some of um, the stuff at the border crossing, I think it's the drug war has definitely been a huge issue. There's cartels. There's drugs coming into the country. 
Right. And I think the cartels, you know, it's like some of these gangs and stuff, they've just been shown to be ruthless. And, you know, they use kids. They use women and children and stuff like that. I think what, whenever you cross a border, they just want to make sure that, like, the kids actually belong with the parents, you know, because it's, isn't that, like, an issue? I mean, yeah. child, like, and there's a, yeah, human and trafficking, right? Like, right. people talk about how awful human trafficking is, and it's like, how it can happen at any moment, but right. it's like, you bring up the border thing, you're like, oh, that doesn't happen there. Like, it's like, of course it happens there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, the U.S., like, any, any border, U.S., Mexico, U.S., Canada, like, any border, like, is definitely a concern for some sort of yeah. human trafficking. And I, I think that the statistics behind drugs and and human trafficking are somewhat convoluted i mean convoluted in the sense that it's there's there's um it's such a politically fraught topic that um and it's been so distorted by you know everybody on both sides that um yeah it's definitely it's but and, and again so so it's 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 um yeah this is this is not um it's not an easy solution yeah but i think what i like ice ice looks crazy right now just what they're doing it's like they're definitely trying to like it's just it's almost like definitely like brutality in some areas where they're taking it yeah they totally won't. too far like it should be fired or prosecuted or however but it's they just, won't in some areas either. it's like law enforcement it's like all right people are coming in to the united states from another country, it's like you gotta check for you know you just gotta right you gotta check like the, any kind of person that's coming in. You gotta go through customs at an airport. If I if I were to fly out into Europe, into Japan or whatever, which by the way Japan they don't have like any immigration. Nobody's allowed into that country. Like they're losing population. They don't let anybody in. Like I've read that as like a huge policy of Japan is they don't hmm. they really do not like outsiders. Like I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre, too, because it's, you know, it's how we were talking earlier about the atomic bombings on Japan. It's like whether that was justified or not. But it's if you looked at World War II, the Pacific War, Japan was kind of, uh, there were kind of some, there were some nasty motherfuckers. I mean, a lot, like, China isn't a big fan of them. Korea isn't a big, like, oh, there's a lot of countries they did not like Japan or, like, what they did because they tried to they colonize all of them. Right, Japan enslaved, went over to China. People. They were like just, Germany. They were like, what, it was kind of like with Germany. Germany definitely took it to a further extreme, but Japan, you know, was not far behind in terms of, you know, nationalism and promoting their own thing and just persecuting people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And right. China, Korea especially, I think that was just, what was it, Manchukuo or something they had over in mm-hmm. Korea. It was just a puppet state. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, after having rapidly industrialized Japan um, with, you know, new, newer technologies, just, you know, they, they invaded China and just kind of killed and, and raped, yeah, and like, every, uh, so it's many like, people. It's, it's, it's as if it's almost like, that's all human history pretty much has been, is just conquering and wars and one group taking over another group for a while and then holding on and then some other group comes in and they take control and it's just that's pretty much all the of human plight history. of that's that's pretty much all of human history if you look back on just the wars and the empires that have been it's pretty much what it is you know in a oh weird certainly way. Yeah. yeah certainly it's bizarre but i think that's just what's <laughs> i think it's just what's weird about the i don't know this whole social justice kind of like warrior thing where it's like the slant is 
it's like where America is like the source of all this or whatever. They kind of view the America or like Western civilization as like the source of all this. And it's kind of like in a way it's, I, no, nah, I think it's just been, I don't know, like humanity's always just been kind of fucked up. Like we could go to any country and then we'd learn about a whole mess of just, you know, class and racial issues in any country, you know? But right. Groups like you wouldn't even think existed. It's like, oh, here they are. They have beef. It's like, I didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think... Um I mean, I think certainly we've done damage around the world, oh, yeah, but totally. I, I think I think that damage is is like just totally made worse than what it what it actually is. And I think the U.S. has done a lot, and I mean, we still make mistakes, still like, make huge but mistakes but I think that we're we're not making them, you know, intentionally. You know, I I think that. Just generally, we we are around the world as as peacekeepers, as conflict mediators. We are, you know, our army is around the world. We we just we help communities and um, mitigate, you know, regional and 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 like and conflict. And it's I like think the that tug of war. It's like it's the tug of war between you know. Do you want U.S. involvement around the world, or don't you want U.S. Right, involvement right, around right. the world? That's always just been the tug of war with the United States. It's either, all right, we should be totally, totally isolated, get out of all these countries, don't be involved with in them at all. Who cares? And it's just like, is that really a way to present yourself, you know, to other countries around the world? Because believe it or not, there's probably forget any other nation and stuff like that. They would, there's definitely like people that like support America. They're like, yeah, America. I mean, you know, it's not as fucked up shit, but so we probably. Yeah. Just, at least they tr- like, they kind of, they try. You know, I don't know. It's just helping yeah. them around. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, um... But then, in the, then the opposite thing, it's like every single issue that goes on around the world, any kind of conflict, it's like, we got to be involved, we got to be in on this, we got to yeah. do that. But there's just some issues where it's like, we just can't. We just can't do it, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, mean, I, I think that that kind of view is definitely, is... Um, yeah, like the hawkish view versus like the dub view. It's just like the two yeah. opposites of each other. It's like there's got to be some in the middle. I mean, you know, we got bases all over yeah. the world. It's just, there's bases for a reason. I mean, it's, you know, we got bases in Germany, got bases in the UK. It's it's part of like, it's like your allies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a partnership, it's allies. It's like you, we get U.S. American protection here in exchange for probably, you know, economic benefits, whatnot, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. It's just literally, it's, it's a tit for tat thing, but... You know, that's probably why the U.S. has bases in Germany. Like, I think, they, what do they got, like, 60,000 troops in Germany? Just hang it. Like, they got tons of troops. Yeah, that wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't for, surprise Just in case me. of anything. It's just, you know, Germany isn't allowed to really have an army. So it's it's just what happened after World War II. It's the law. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I, and, yeah, I think that um, there will be times where there will need to be mediators of conflict yeah. and, like and I th- that that's coming in the future you yeah. know like like the conflict as you know the water as a, one of the most valuable resources i mean there's with a growing population and, and shifting climate yeah. there's climates yeah there's there's already battles about water um i mean there there like are certainly are ways but it's just it's the change in, in climate is making the utilization of water like the optimal utilization it's farmer, farmers are don't know how to use uh, you know the, the way that they farmed their entire lives and they're you know throughout their the course of history is being altered and yeah. 
yeah, the, the amount of water and, um, yeah, just generally water is, is going to, uh, play a really huge, uh, uh, part in, in conflicts. And I think the U S will, has actually, and will continue to do, uh, a good job. The movie, the big short. Yes. That's like the guy that, uh, Christian Bale who played, um, some hedge fund manager, what was his name? Like Matthew Barry or something, like something. Mm -hmm. but it's like I think at the end of the movie they they showed like what mm -hmm. he's investing mm -hmm. in for the future because he was the guy that called the stock market crash. he saw all those mortgages how they were all bundled up and he looked in them and saw that they were all shit nobody was paying they were all defaulted on and so he's like an investor in water that's like the commodities investing in the future so it was kind of like one of those unsettling things that the movie kind of sort of left you with and it just shows you like yeah. that picture is such a great movie because it just it just ties together everything because, like, when the financial crisis happened, there really wasn't an explanation. Like, there really was no good explanation. It was like, the banks are messed up. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, we, we need a bailout. We need money. We got to, you know, pump money to, to these financial institutions and fix everything. But I think Big Short tried to explain it as well mm -hmm. as they possibly could. Yeah, and I think they did it. I think they did a good job. I, though, however, at the very end, I, I don't think people realize that. I mean, and this is not to say that the banks were... Had been irresponsible, uh, but um, you know the U.S. Treasury made ten billion dollars from from interest from what they loaned the banks. I mean, we we made U.S. money's made most of that money back. I think it's like, no, we we made it back and more within thirty six months. Yeah, we made we made all that money back and more within thirty six months. Yeah. So, I mean, and th there was some post-credit stuff, like, where they talked about the water, that things that were very deceiving. They said that, no, people were indicted or went to jail, and that's, that's not true. There were certainly needed to be more, that people need to be held accountable. Yeah, they said only one person was indicted. I think, weren't there, like, a couple? It was, mm -hmm. like, a few more than that, but it's, like... Uh, it's not enough, but, well, you know, just in distorting the facts, it was just... It, it bothered me, but it took away from what the, the rest of the movie was about and how good of a job it well, did. The thing is with the corporation is it's, you know, and I, I learned this in real estate. <laughs> real estate, of course, it's said in like one of the laws of real estate. It's like, and it could be a corporation or an entity. They could buy or purchase real estate, do whatever. So my teacher was just getting on this. So he's like, so wait, a corporation is a person? Like, just kind of like, you know, going against like the mm -hmm. media, like, I don't know. It's just kind of like the left wing idea. It's just like corporations aren't people, but he's like law. In the law, it says you know. So if you want to change that, you're gonna have to change the law. But it's like a corporation. You know, I guess it's it's like that. It can operate. Like, it's like, that limited liability. That's why not many people have gotten indicted. I mean, there's definitely bad people that have worked for these companies, but it's that limited liability part of a corporation that keeps those guys from getting. Going to jail right. Or something like well, that. also them giving themselves massive bonuses. bonuses. Was yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, fucking stupid. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. There's also well, there are corporations that yeah. I mean, the way that like S corporations are just like that's you know that there's no corporate tax like a corporate corporate tax, but that filters down to the people. Um, yeah. I forget how it's exactly it's structured. Like, double taxation is an issue. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. like corporation gets taxed, and then it has like the money. Then whenever it gives it out as dividends, those are taxed. Or if it gives, you know, 
That's right. How, that's how that double taxation ball yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Like you give that out to anybody as a dividend, like you're going to get taxed on that dividend. So the way government's still bringing in some money off of you. But right. on us, corporations, it's just you're not going to stop them. I mean, it's it's just, it's like they're there, you know? So yeah. What do you think it's, should it be something more? Should we not have corporate? Should they not exist at all? I love, I love, well, corporations are, are great, I think. When, when. Utilized in the right way. Yeah, I mean, they could be abused like everything else, but they've become like this, yeah, this, this trope of like this, you know, they, they are, they've been conflated with like every corporation that, has been conflated with you know just money stealing people, yeah you know. just like a big fat guy it's, from it's the until 1920s you, until with you the cigars for, it's until you work for one after college like I have you kind of start to see it's like in most corporations you know they hire a lot of people to work for them they're supplying jobs family benefits all kinds of stuff to a bunch of people giving them jobs and to be frankly honest with you like 80% of the people that work that, which probably includes me don't really do that much. You know what I mean? When you sit in an office or something like that all day, it's like you do very limited like things. Like you basically like to screw around a lot. So it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of downtime, and then you'll definitely have like that thought of, well, I'm getting paid for this right now. Like <laughs> it pops up like all the time. But that's the thing for like a corporation or any kind of company. It's just so big. There's so much to keep track of, and there's just so much money coming into any business. It's just. Right, it's crazy. exactly. Yeah. Like, and you just get lost in it, but yet you're still walking out with a decent paycheck to go do blow on a Friday night. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I do blow. But you could. You could. You theoretically could. could. Yeah. This is all theory. This is, this is a philosophy podcast. This yeah, whole exactly. thing, This whole thing is just been left. <coughs> I think it's like, I don't know. I think we've been over an hour. And that LeBron thing is crazy. I cannot believe that. He did it. Were you a Golden, just, you're a Golden State a, fan? No, because I well, I grew up in LA. I spent oh, 18 yeah, yeah. years of my life there. So I, you know, I grew, I, I grew up watching every Laker game with Kobe. With Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, so exactly. Your, your pump, with Shaq, awesome. with Shaq, that was a little like I was in um, like uh, I don't know 2003. Like that, I was pretty young. But Kobe, like Kobe, when he was just like the whole Lakers Kobe team, and essentially Powell. in between, in between, in between Shaq and Powell. Like when Kobe had the eighty-one point game, like that—that that was, that, that was just—it was fun. Lakers weren't watch. that good though; they were like average. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Kobe, exactly. Kobe had to score like forty a game. Yeah, he he, he just went through. Like, he had like Kobe. twelve. He he had so many games where he scored over forty in a row. It was it was crazy. But yeah, no, this is really big news. I'm 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 back at. I'm like a season. I'm like a seasonal Lakers fan, and that like I'm not like a. I like watching sports. Some some sports I support my teams more so than others. Like the Lakers, I don't. Eh, it's whatever. Yeah. Like now, especially because I can't watch every game. But now it'll be it'll be really exciting to see. Uh, I mean, I'm pumped. Yes. It'll be interesting to see be how many. Because be I mean, the the closest um, the closest NBA team. It's within 90 miles, I think, is Cleveland to Pittsburgh. And so it, I guess it makes sense that people were. LeBron James fans, but it'll be really interesting to see how many people here, like now, will will yeah, will will turn on him or like will now become uh, Lakers fans. Yeah. I'm curious because I, I see think a lot of people are gonna be Lakers. I mean, to be honest with you, I've I've always just been a LeBron guy. Yeah, no, I mean he's I he's like, the best ever. He's I just I just like I don't know. I've always just been a supporter of LeBron, and 
Even when he went down to Miami, it's like, all right, I could get it. It's like I could get him being the villain, but he kind of got rid of the villain thing when he went back to Cleveland. And then the way he, like, wrote it in Sports Illustrated, like, it was kind of like I went to college when he went down to Miami and partied and, like, won all the titles. Then he came back to Cleveland, won them a title. And now, I know, I guess he's going out to do the Hollywood thing, so he can go make right. some movies. Well, so what will be very interesting that. is that LeBron James we'll be able to make toured. Now. Well, he, he went to my high school. And then his son, so there, there's, and this happened like in, in way back, way back last year. LeBron went to your high school? Like, like he, he went there to like, like work out. Uh, but his wife was there too. And she like apparently was touring the high school. This is what people thought. It was like, why would you go to any random, like my high school, like John Carlos Stan went to my high school. It's a good sports high school. Yeah. So like, it, it was like, why would LeBron like stood up by a high school? And why would his wife go to a high school, like randomly in LA? So I mean, there were theories already, like like way back that that indicated. But it'll be interesting to see if his son goes to to my high school now that he's in LA. You know, I don't know how his son would be treated in um, in Cleveland. You know, people will people are gonna fucking hate that guy. No, I, I don't think they should. I mean, LeBron came back. He's obviously gonna he's gonna be remembered for being a Cav. I think at this point. Right. Unless something crazy happens, but I think yeah, he's, as been a cat, he's played for the Cavs. Like he played since two thousand three, right? So he's played for fifteen years, eleven with the Cavs, four with Miami. Like he's gonna be remembered as a Cleveland Cavalier. And he's gonna have this stint with the Lakers for four years. So what? LeBron's gonna be. So what was he born? Eighty four. So he's thirty three now. So he's gonna turn thirty four. 35, 36. So he'll be like around 37 when that contract expires. Yeah, Kobe was 38 when he retired. So I mean, he'll be near retirement. Maybe LeBron can go a little bit longer than that, but who really knows? I mean, at some point, you just kind of lose it like Kobe did. Like, he's, right. like Kobe was 35, scoring 25, 26, 27 a game. You're like, oh, he's good again. Then he had some injuries. Yeah, it was, it was the down injuries. to 12 points a game. Yeah, I know. Except, like, you know, his last game where he threw up, like, what, like, totally 50, 50 totally shot attempts. Totally rigged for him to, like, dude, that was definitely, like... They uh, were just, like, They were just, like, giving him fuck it, just giving him buckets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody tried, but, um... <laughs> yeah. This podcast is almost 75 minutes, so I think it's about... Let's you know, do it. I think it's yeah. time to close it down. Yeah. Was this a good discussion? Do you think we... Learned? I, I, think I we really learned had a, a good time. I think, we, I think we each informed each other Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I hope we did this with the audience, too. I think we'll dig it. Yeah, we'll take the news about LeBron. I'm sure nobody knows about this. <laughs> I just got like the warning on my phone. So everyone probably got that on their phone. Like we'll, it's a CNN. We'll always CNN remember thing. when yeah. when we heard about LeBron James going. Yeah, through. we did this podcast. We were doing a podcast, and we were talking about you know some pretty uh, pretty deep shit. Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh look, LeBron James. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I th- so I I'd love to have. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I'd like to start a podcast, but it'll be themed. Tell me what you think about this. Just in closing. the remarks uh, i've seen some of them some podcasts do this but like it's like th- like three it's like two three beers and two guys it's like they each have three three beers and then, and like it yeah it's like it's like they'll, they'll have like three beers before every show and then then they'll oh, yeah, do a, a lot podcast of po- a lot of podcasts do that i think like and, and then rogan, some of them joe rogan especially like yeah joe like rogan just gets high and like I it's know Joey with Diaz, Hannibal. Joey Diaz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hannibal Burris probably does too. No, yeah, yeah he told a story about before pod or after podcast with Hannibal. They they just like got fucked up. Man. That's awesome. But um. But yeah. I gotta listen. To, I have to listen to. 
I have to listen to some more um, Hannibal Burris. Yeah, he can be pretty funny, I think. I don't know past. I think I'm gonna guess again. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I, I always check the emails, but no one ever sends an email. So I guess I'll just. I forget. See, I always say, like, I'm gonna remember the password, but then I totally forget it, because then I change yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Again. So I'm gonna click this, and then I'm gonna say. I don't know if this will work. Alright, trying to recover my account. Here, we'll fix this account. We'll see if there's any emails. That'll be the ending theme of no, Let's do this. it. That'll be the ending of this. Uh, yeah. Okay, sign and approved. Okay, sweet. Alright, there was some dead air there, but I'm gonna. <laughs> use this gmail here i bet you there's nothing in there if there is well, okay my password changed. all right that's it so we did all that for nothing again but you know if you want to email the that's life stoochcast at gmail.com zach thanks for coming on any last uh words no just thanks for having me and uh to be continued yeah there you go